You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, we'll be exploring the interpersonal relationships between the Kardashians. And with me is our special guest, The Ringer's very own, Amelia Wedemeyer. How you doing? I'm doing really well, Erica. I'm so excited to be here to talk all things Kardashian with you. I hear that you're the Kardashian expert on the team. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as I would like to say no, yeah, I yes, I am. <laughs> I could probably have a PhD in Kardashian by this point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So it's not just their success, their businesses, um, or their influence on beauty expectations and standards, which sure. we may have our own thoughts on that as well. But people watch the Kardashians or keeping up with the Kardashians, uh, which you recap every Wednesday on the Ringer reality TV podcast with Zach Peter, um, yes, because you. they're fascinated by the relationships, whether it be within the family and romantic relationships that the girls have. But Definitely. why do you think people are so fascinated by the relationships within the family? I think because we, and I say we as in myself, people my age, like millennials, like really grew up. I mean, they've been on our TVs for over 15 years. I think That's keeping wild. up. I know, right? I think keeping up with the Kardashians started in 2007. And that was kind of the era of like, everyone gets a reality show. And, you know, and in the beginning, they were they were still like rich and they lived in Los Angeles. So uh, there were aspirational elements to it that were fascinating. Uh, I think they, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to all of like their, it, you know, it was a 30 minute show where they had like little hijinks with their family members. And it was just really like relatable. You're like, okay, I, I see myself as like, Kim or Courtney or Chloe or Rob or whoever. And you could kind of see those interpersonal relationships play out and like relate to them and relate to like how your siblings are or how, you know, you and your cousins are or even your friends. And it was nice to see that reflected. And I don't know. I just, 
again, I think some of the stuff is just so funny and relatable. And I I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking about it and I feel like early on, on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and I can't believe it's been on for that long. But what I remember is them just kind of like running around and being like wild and free and doing ridiculous things. But it was very, like you said, relatable. It was things that, you know, we could still connect to. And it was about like their sibling friendships. It was really at the core of the show, which I think, you know, I really enjoyed as well is just kind of their own dynamics and they didn't at that moment have all these big businesses so it was more about family friendship than business and I remember that's when they opened right dash together oh yes (laughs) and that became a huge storyline I think that was right when we started seeing the business side to them And we saw that storyline of them constantly like fighting on how to run it, who has ownership over it, staff. And now they mostly run all their businesses separately. So I think that that's also interesting of just how it's evolved as far as like the storyline throughout the show. Completely, completely. And I also think that... It's been interesting to watch because they're like a blended family, you know, and we would get like Kendall and Kylie who are the main three sisters and Rob's like half siblings. And that was interesting to see their relationship with them. And, you know, you could relate to the younger siblings and the older. And I also find interesting there there were so many siblings that you could relate (laughs) to at least one of them, you know, so you could have your favorites, which I I always liked, you know, but you're right. It's been really interesting to see them change and thus the show change over the years, having it start as like a familial kind of relationship show to more of like, this is PR for our business. And which is, which is like, again, I, that's why I love like the older seasons, you know, cause th- those were just way more relatable and fun and aspirational in a way where you could watch it and be like, imagine yourself doing that or being like that, um, having more wealth like they had. Um, But now it's like, in a way, it's like, oh, they're all billionaires now. So like, I can't even daydream about that almost. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think it's interesting because when I said it, I really did realize how much in silos they are now as, you know, compared to before where it was this family dynamic. And like you said, there were so many siblings that you could choose which one to connect to, which one's more relatable to you. They showed us more of them versus what they did, which is, I think, also key. And of totally. course, the the dynamic within these relationships, like I don't, I mean, besides kind of like how they are portrayed or like you said, using the show more as like publicity, how else do you think the show's focus changed over the years? Um, I think definitely their wealth has obviously shifted. Like they they were rich to begin with, but now they are like the 0.00001%. You know, now I recently watched an episode and they were, they took, you know, Kylie Air to see the Usher concert. Um, And it was, and they, and one of the (laughs) storylines was like, should we call Usher and have him invite Kim on stage? It was just like, what, what are you talking about? It's just, you know, (laughs) so you have to laugh. And, and actually the same episode that Kim came to the DMV and it was all cleared out just for Kim. She brought her hairstylist, her makeup artist. And the most shocking part of it was that she got to take two photos and had photo approval of her driver's license, which is 
truly unheard of. So I think (laughs) that has been interesting to watch, just their personal wealth and fame, like skyrocket in a way that is just like, you know, you're fascinated by it. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away, but it's all you're kind of disgusted by it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm over here. I need to have like five proofs of identity to go to the DMV, let alone (laughs) not even know how it's going to turn out afterwards. Wait, hours and hours. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of like the bittersweet thing is that they become less relatable on this like yeah. human level, but there's still, there's still, like you said, this like fascination of their fame and how they handle it. But how do you think that's affected like their relationships? Because now they all are billionaires. They all do have their own businesses. They're all kind of also in these own little worlds while still trying to be in one together. Yeah, you're right. I think it's interesting too, because one of the main storylines for this current season, season three of the Kardashians is that Kim and Courtney, they're at it. And people love, and myself included, love seeing Kim and Courtney go at it. They're 18 months apart. It's so clear if you've ever watched the series or know anything about the show that even though Courtney's the oldest, Kim has always been Chris, Chris Jenner, the mom, her favorite. And favorite, yeah. Right. She is just like, and I think that's another interesting dynamic too that people can relate to as well. Is they're like, okay, the favorite, the favorite child. But now there's like the brand deal with Dolce and Gabbana where, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, give us like a little explainer (laughs) about that. I was just reading up on it and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like one of the stupidest feuds ever, but it's, I can't get enough. (laughs) Um, So I guess Courtney Kardashian Barker, which is now her married name, uh, she (laughs) was married. She got married to Travis Barker of Blink-182 about... It's a little over a year ago. I think it was May of 2022. And her whole entire wedding was essentially sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. They invited her to their home in Italy and they threw her a lavish wedding at their compound and they like pretty much sponsored it. They gave her all access to their archives and she wore exclusively Dolce & Gabbana. And she didn't know at the time that they were also in talks with Kim to do a curated collection. So it was like Dolce and Gabbana with creative director Kim. And so, Mm. and that happened. Yeah, that happened. I like only like two or three months, her collect Kim's collection um, after Courtney's wedding. So Courtney, she got wind of this and she was really pissed off and upset over the fact that she she saw Kim having her um, Dolce & Gabbana moment, like Im- not immediately, but in her mind, immediately after her wedding. And she was like, is this just a brand deal to you? Like, were you making these deals at my wedding? Like, do you not care that like about me and my wedding? And then immediately after you do your deal with Dolce & Gabbana and the fact that your whole entire uh, curated thing with Dolce & Gabbana is essentially everything that I wore to my wedding. So she yeah. she had a lot of indignation over the fact that Kim had this whole Dolce & Gabbana deal, which to me is just like, oh my God, get over it. I'm sorry. I'm team, I'm team Kim on this, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I my question is like, why wasn't there communication? Is it because Kim thought it was sus or Kim didn't think it was a big of a deal, which I'm assuming you think more the latter. Yeah, I would say Kim also, 
she has told the cameras and the producers that she let Courtney and Travis know that she was doing this deal. And Courtney mm. is telling everyone that, no, she never called me. She never told me anything. This I found this out like after my wedding that this was all going on. And I think Kim's excuse was like, she was dealing with her wedding. I did not talk about all the Dolce & Gabbana stuff because it, this was her moment. And then she did it after the wedding. But I guess the sus thing is that it, the timeline is really close to everything, all the yeah. events. So Yeah, I mean, Kim always came off as a little bit like more airy when it comes to like, as far as like not really thinking about other members of the family when it comes to her business deals. And like, let's not even, I mean, let's actually talk about the fact that like Kim and Courtney have always had this like rivalry they or have. beef <laughs> like since day one I it was it or was it Chloe no I think it was Kim and Courtney where it's the first time I saw Kim be like physically uh oh have my like God. a physical altercation yes and was it with Courtney right it wasn't with it Chloe. was with Courtney it was with Courtney and I I, I just rewatched the clip again and it was so she was <laughs> I think they were at Chloe's house I want to say and Kendall was over Chloe was over and Courtney was over and Kim walks in and she gets into a conversation with Kendall about how herself and Chloe are always there for her mom. So like whenever her mom needs anything, they'll drop whatever. And she's like, me and Chloe, like you do your own thing, Kendall. And Courtney does her own thing. And so Kendall gets upset by this and she's like, that's not true. That's not true. And and then Courtney's like, yeah, that's not true. I will drop everything to be with mom. And uh, Kim is like, no, no, you won't. And then Courtney comes, like literally comes at her and starts like trying to like physically attack her. And so then they get into this huge fight and they dig their nails into each other. They like, Kim literally swings. She connects nearly, she nearly connects. If it weren't for Chloe to be there to break them up, which is so funny because Chloe towers over the both of them. So it was like two little cats fighting and then a dog being like, stop, stop, which... Just cracked Wait, me up. So Sorry. did from what I remember, did Courtney initiate kind of like the physical altercation uh, part of the altercation? Yes. Okay. She initiated it, but I think Kim was the one that really escalated it because Went she's in. the one throwing the punches. And um, yeah. like, <laughs> just, I mean, listen, I don't condone physical violence, but I, this I I mean, this was all time television, in my opinion. I also I, I don't know if you remember this, that like altercation in the very early seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashian. All I remember is Chloe, Kim, and Courtney, and like Kim was trying to throw some sort oh, of like punch and like someone had oh. to close. Yes, the bag. Yes. She was the throwing bag. the bag at her, her bag. Yeah. Right. Because they were making fun of Kim because she was like, I'm going to get a Bentley. I'm buying a Bentley. And then she heard them through the door and she tried to open the door. Chloe shuts it in her face. And so she opens it and she starts knocking Chloe with her giant bag. Yeah. I remember they tried iconic. to like close the door in order to yeah. stop her from, exactly. <laughs> from hitting them with their bag. Yes. But, but yeah, like Kim and Courtney have always had this type of like sibling rivalry. I mean, if the iconic scene, right, is where Kim loses her diamond earring in the ocean and is like, love that crying. And Courtney's just like, you know, there's people out there starving, like people are dying. Why are you worried about this, this diamond earring? And I, I mean, I personally think it's just because they're so different as far as like 
uh, level of like just calmness and then also how they pursue business and creative endeavors and just like they're totally they're overall like you know how they are is totally different I feel like Chloe's just like she kind of fits both so I think that's why she's close with both of them and I also remember right like Chloe and Courtney were super close at least super what we tight, saw yeah. Her, yeah they were like play fight and just hang out all the time but yeah I just think they're totally they're different as far as like what they believe in and how they carry themselves definitely Yeah, I think they have very separate personalities. And I think, again, I think Kim has always been the favorite, um, Mm. definitely of Chris. I also assume that she was the favorite of their late father, Robert Kardashian Sr. It just, and listen, they all of them are absolutely stunning. But Kim has always been, in my opinion, just like so gorgeous and when you are like that level of gorgeous, it's like, how can people not always pay attention to you. And so I think she's so used to people paying attention to her and getting all of the attention. And this was always, you know, brought up in earlier seasons where it's like Chloe and Courtney versus Kim because she would always get all of the attention. And I think that's, there's an element to uh, that as well, um, that Kim has just always been kind of the princess. You know, she would joke and say like, I'm the princess. And it's like, no, really, that's how your parents treat That's how people have always treated you your entire life. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about it. How do you think Chris's favoritism towards Kim has affected the rest of the family? Um, I think that's why. And you can witness it in the beginning seasons. Uh, Chloe and Courtney, even though they are, you know, Kim is in the middle of them in terms of age. Uh, that's why Chloe and Courtney were always so close because 
they would see Kim get the special treatment from their mom or whatever and would be like, you know, roll their eyes and be like, that's just how it is. Like, we have to band together to, you know, keep her in her place. And like, only we can totally relate to the fact that, you know, Kim gets all the attention and we're over here like, hello, I exist too. Um, And I think that, you know, Chris is their manager or at least was their manager in the beginning. And um, I think there's an element of her obviously trying to get Kim to be famous and whatnot. And I think a lot of uh, when you put a lot of work into something like that, you're going to focus a lot of your attention on that person. And I think, you know, Chloe and Courtney have had to deal with that. And again, it's interesting to see the whole attention thing be a continual like thread throughout the show, but also just their lives. Because even when Courtney got engaged to Travis Barker and started dating him like a year or two ago, the whole narrative around that on the internet was that, oh, Courtney is finally getting her main character moment. It's finally her time. And, you know, then people were talking about how she started dating like a skinny white guy. And then Kim started dating a skinny white guy. And they were like, oh, Kim wants the attention back. Kim wants the attention back. So it's just something that's always been prevalent. And I find it really interesting. And again, I find it relatable to, you know, everyday siblings or even just friends even. So, yeah. What relationship within that family is your favorite? Well, I like you. I love Chloe and Courtney. I listen, I am embarrassing and have bought like Chloe and Courtney take Miami on iTunes. And so I like watch that from I know (laughs) this is an exclusive. I have, yeah, the episodes. It's embarrassing. But and I love their like you're saying, I love their dynamic. I think they're really fun and playful and they complement each other just really well because I think they're both like really sassy and can be just brutal at times, but in different ways. Um, I think Chloe is more extroverted and uh, Courtney is more introverted, but when they're together, they're just, they're hilarious. They're great. I also find it really interesting. It seems, and I've like been tracking it on the show, but also on social media that all of the siblings and by all the siblings, I mean like Courtney, Kim, Chloe, uh, Rob, Kendall, and Kylie, it seems like all of them seem to favor Chloe the most just because they even mentioned recently on the show, I think it was either Kim or Chloe. And they said like, oh, you know, now that Courtney is with Travis all the time, it's like, it's been Kim and Chloe. Like we're, we're now the new Courtney and Chloe. And then on Chloe's birthday recently, like literally a few days ago, she was the person who got like, all the best birthday shout outs. I saw that Kylie gave her like a cute little uh, carousel of images and and she has not given any of her other siblings that, like not even Kendall and uh, and Rob also, who, you know, we don't see very much of anymore. He only seems to post for Chloe's birthday too. And it seems like everyone just really gets along with Chloe. It seems like she is like a good, good sister, you know, in terms of yeah. like she checks in on them. She is like selfless. Um, and you know, again, it was mentioned, um, even in that clip with the fist fighting, Yeah, but, um, it was over the fact that Kim had said that herself and Chloe would drop anything to be with their mom. And she even mentioned like, she's like even more so Chloe than myself. And it just seems like Chloe is like a, just kind of a really good friend to all of them. Yeah. I mean, something that I, thought about as far as like Chloe is that she seems very open 
to how the other siblings are. And she seems like she's very much uh, the listener of the family as well. So that's interesting that like here's Kim is Chris's favorite and Chloe is every sibling's favorite. At the same time, I've, you know, when I see articles about Chloe, they're not as like gentle as they are with others, you know, or they don't like show her in this type of light that we see her when it comes to her and her siblings, which I think is interesting. And maybe it's because, again, it's it's her siblings. So she's probably more protective and, you know, warm with them. Definitely. I just, from what I've heard about Chloe and what I've seen, it seems like she is just a genuine person. You know, if you're her friend, you're really her friend and she's going to, you know, stand up for you and she's going to be there for you. And, but it's also interesting too, because it's like, I feel like she isn't that way with herself sometimes because that's kind of what we see in the media. You know, it's like some, I just want to be like, Chloe, love yourself. You don't need Tristan Thompson, you know, like (laughs) she's compassionate. She just comes off as really compassionate to me. And I think you can't not be that way without going through, you know, difficult things, which she has, like you were saying, like she's gone through people calling her horrible, horrible names and calling her stupid for being with Tristan and stuff. And I think you know, once you experience that kind of stuff, how can you not feel compassion towards other people going through those situations or just opens you up more emotionally, I think. How do you see these type of like, I guess, sibling rivalries compared to what happens in friendships? Like, I don't know, is it because of like business or fame or because you're around this person so much? What do you think as far as like how it's connected to friendship? Yeah, I mean, I think on a baseline like level sibling relationships are friendship relationships, you know? And um, sometimes you can be more honest with your siblings just because, you know, you've known them your entire life. They're usually. not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. That too. Um, yeah. I just, I'm really open with my sibling and even my cousins, I would say too, because I only have one sibling, but I have several cousins um, and one cousin in particular that I'm pretty close to. Um, And again, it's like these sibling relationships are very close to what they always say, like a a sibling is essentially a a built-in friend, you know, a friend that's Mm. always kind of been there. And just watching the show, you can relate on like a sibling level, but also like I know people who don't have siblings who love watching the Kardashians. For me, it's like that brutal honesty that they share with one another, which unfortunately sometimes leads to uh, physical altercations, uh, which again, we don't condone (laughs) violence here. But I can, as far as like, you know, this sibling relationships and being compared to friendships, like you said, that they are friendships. And that's probably why there is tension from time to time because they are at the core of friendships. And I know with like my brothers, we're pretty honest with one another and sometimes feelings are hurt but we are still there for one another. So I think that's also when I was joking of like, you know, they're not going anywhere. I think that's also why (laughs) there is this like warmth and tension from time to time, because we are going to be there for one another, even when we are warm with one another or brutally honest with one another. Completely. And I think also if you've had friends for like with long-standing relationships, they I feel like a lot of times that in a way they become siblings and you feel more open to, I wouldn't say like being critical of them, but open to um, being o- more honest with them as well. And, um, e- and it's interesting because 
you know, we have at least (laughs) some of their friends like Malika and Khadijah, who are like Chloe's best friends. um, We have seen them on the show for since the very beginning, which has been interesting, too, because now they've been essentially grandfathered in as part of the Kardashians. And so it's been really fascinating and fun to watch them kind of I don't want to say pick sides of the siblings, but kind of be another voice, another level to like what everything that's going on. Um, And we're currently witnessing that right now with one of Courtney and Kim's really good friend, Simon Huck. And he's kind of mediating the whole Dolce & Gabbana fiasco. But Mm. it's I think that's interesting, too, is like sometimes you might want to bring in another person who who doesn't have this sibling relationship to kind of step away from it all and kind of see like, okay, I see both sides, but you know, this side is more rational than this side and everything. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, now that I think about it, that's very mature to happen within a friendship. I don't (laughs) think that no one considers getting a third perspective. It's either like someone's right or wrong and that's it. You know, the Dolce & Gabbana thing, it's Kim and Courtney. So I feel like there's always, right, that little like sibling rivalry between them. But how much do you think it was because it was a business endeavor or, you know, how much of the it being a business thing do you think was why there was tension? I think that's a big part of it, at least from Courtney's side, at least from what she's telling us. It seems like that was the most hurtful thing was the fact that someone you know, who is her sister, who she is very close to, would take something so personal, like her wedding, and use it as a brand deal, I think. And she's even said, like, on camera, she was like, I can... I can understand it from like from Dolce & Gabbana's side of them being like, you know, this is press for us. This is like, you know, more money and this is a, a, a brand thing. But when it comes to my sister, that's when it starts to get hurtful because she, you know, she wouldn't let me have my moment, (laughs) which is just like crazy to, it's like they're living in a whole different reality, but, um, it is interesting (laughs) to see. And I think, you know, and she makes a point of it saying that can't, I just have anything for myself. Like not everything needs to be a brand. And I think that's another thing that the Kardashians are, they're slowly drifting, not slowly, but they are already in the territory of like, Everything is a brand. Everything is a sponsored post. It's all about making money. And then, you know, when it comes down to it, that's how, I mean, relationships a lot of times are ruined by by money and by, you know, the commodification of like family and whatever. And and I think that's what really upsets Courtney or that's what she says yeah. is really upsetting to her, which I can I can totally sympathize with. So. Yeah, I mean, but you're still on Kim's side. I I mean, yeah, yeah. I I think Courtney is being a little dramatic, but yeah. I think that, I mean, you bring up a good point. I was thinking of this, of like money as it is, has a huge impact on relationships, any type of relationship, sibling, relationship, friendship, romantic, right? People are out here Venmoing one another after dates, being like, you owe me half. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Of like things like, or like splitting, you know, when you move in together, splitting rent, roommates yeah. having issues with one another. Oh so like, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing as far as how it impacts relationships. So I can only imagine how it's affecting like these sibling relationships. How much do you think money has changed these relationships and like the nature 
of the fights that they get into? I think it's changed a lot. And even uh, in a previous uh, episode of the show this season, Courtney said that she felt really bullied by Kim into starting her own business. Mm. And I and I and again, now I'm like, okay, maybe I do sympathize with Courtney a little more now that I'm like (laughs) truly thinking about this. But um, because the show has changed so much from the beginning of what it was. And now, you know, they really do use it as PR and, and it is a lot about their businesses. And, and to me, that's like less authentic than what it used to be. And so I totally, I get what Courtney is saying. And I think the whole Dolce and Gabbana thing is compounded by the fact that she has always felt a little, well, she's always felt a sibling rivalry pretty intensely with Kim, but just the fact that it seems like Kim has has been like kind of pushing her to like start a business. Like, you know, you have to help the family with the business. Now you start your own business. What are you doing? You need to get off your ass and work. And um, that's not a fun feeling. And I think it's so I think it's like a kind of a combination of things. And it's like now with the whole Dolce and Gabbana thing, it's like the blow up is a combination of several things that have happened over the past few years. I didn't realize that Courtney probably uh, can feel us when we were mad that Kim was telling everyone to get off their asses and work because she was probably the first one that got told that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I actually do remember, I mean, at least one episode where they did have some sort of like family meeting where they're pretty much like, what are you going to do, Courtney? Like, what are you doing with your life? And it. It's that's an interesting thing, right? Because I think that that also happens in friendships where we kind of look at people look at one another being like, all right, so what are you what are you doing with your life? Like what's going on? If you're not doing something to someone's standards or expectations, then that friendship might not, you know, last. And I think that's totally that's kind of wild. But now that I think about it, yeah, she was probably the first one that Kim was just like, get off your ass and work. Right. I know. She's like, this is triggering for me. I <laughs> yeah. I definitely think like it's so I mean, and I think they do it all the time where you compare yourself to your friends and you're like, oh, my God, like, am I, I you see what your friends are doing and then you immediately are like, oh, my God, my life sucks. Or or you get into like that's like and, and again, it's exacerbated by social media and everything. And and it's scary. And then you're in a competition with your friends and you don't want to be in a competition with your friends. But when you see their LinkedIn or you see their life updates on Instagram, you're like, oh, my God, that applies to the Kardashians, too. I mean, clearly, you know, so competition, man, is uh, scary. Yeah. I mean, I I could definitely relate to that where like you're kind of doing your own thing and all of a sudden you're looking to the side being like, oh, my gosh, this person that I love and respect is doing all these amazing things. What am I doing with my life? And all of a a sudden you're like, you know, doing all these other things and you're like, wait, I don't even want to do this. But uh, like you said, it's definitely (laughs) exasperated by social media of like feeling like you have to always be productive. Um, But that, you know, that, again, is a whole other capitalism type of conversation but seeing that you're like a day one fan what would you want to see moving forward from the Kardashians you know again I I don't condone physical violence but if they were to get in another (laughs) altercation I mean I feel like that I feel like ooh, that would be good I would sit my ass down and rewatch that episode several times um I want to see and I think you feel one boiling 
over? You Do know, you see I, something? I don't know if I see like a physical altercation, but I definitely see a confrontation coming up in the next few episodes. And so I'm hoping there's like at least a screaming match. We get at least a screaming match because it's... Between who? <laughs> between Kim and Courtney. Oh, Because okay, I think course. it's 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 <laughs> bubbling. It's bubbling there. Um, And I also think... Kendall and Kylie, well, actually, they've been pretty docile this season, but they um, <laughs> have been known in the past to getting into uh, screaming matches. And I don't know, that's just funny. Because also, there's an element, again, of like comparison and everything. You can you, you watch this and you're like, they're living these extravagant, wonderful, beautiful lives, but they too get into fights with their siblings. And like, you know what? Their life isn't perfect because they're out here yelling at each other and making complete fools of themselves. So that makes yeah, you feel I was gonna a little say, better, you know? You want more you want more content that you could relate to. So right now, exactly. what we can relate to, since we're not billionaires, is... <laughs> is the screaming <laughs> matches. Fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, I, I could definitely relate and, and would want that too. Even, you know, off the shows as well of just like more of their personal narratives of like what is going on individually, but also together. Because I think that's also what I miss is like that look into their collective life versus like individual and all their businesses. But yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the Kardashians? Um, You know, like my dad makes fun of me for watching the show. I just, obviously I am like fascinated by them. I have been following them for years. And you know what? I, I'm done with being ashamed of keeping up with the Kardashians, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because they love are me or very leave fascinating. me, Amelia. That's what you gotta just think. <laughs> love me or leave me, except your dad. But uh, like, as far as yeah. other people, yeah, this is no, a part I, of who you are. Exactly. And this, I see this as, listen, you know, WWE. Like, this is, uh, I saw someone compare this is uh, <laughs> dub, uh, Vanderpump Rules as like WWE for women, but like Kardashians are also WWE for women. Like, this is this is high drama. This is uh, great outfits. This is fun stuff you can yell at your TV with. Um, so a lot of storylines throughout all these episodes. A lot shows. of storylines. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. There are villains, there are heroes, there are heels, you know, it's just, Yeah. <laughs> That's your new show. What heroes in heels? That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining me today, Amelia. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have any thoughts or feels about the Kardashians, email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you next week.